This is the Action Network Podcast. It's on target, and it is good. Wow! That's when you have fun. When you're kicking somebody's ass and they're sucking for win. That was good. Ready? Let's go. Inbounder on the baseline. Welcome into the award-winning Action Network podcast. I'm your host today, Brendan Glasheen. The NCAA tournament makes its turn for home. The Final Four begins this Saturday, April 2nd in New Orleans. Today, we are surfing the player prop market for the two-game slate featuring Kansas and Villanova. Kansas, a four-and-a-half-point favorite as it stands right now. And in case you've been living under a rock, a historical North Carolina-Duke matchup in the primetime game. Over the last 99 meetings, UNC has won 49 games. Duke has won 50. And this is the third time, of course, they will face each other this season, both coming from the ACC. Joining me today, Sean Kerner. He's been with us all March Madness, Director of Predictive Analytics at the Action Network. Doug Ziefel is also back with us, Action Network contributor. Glad to have Tanner McGrath joining us this week. He also contributes at the Action Network. So, Sean, we'll start with you just before we get into picks and and go through each of your player props for the weekend. Again, just two games, four teams to choose from. When you have such a small sample size now, I would assume it gets easier to dissect the field because it's a lot smaller. But what are some things you're keeping an eye out for when you also acknowledge the spreads, the totals? And these are just these are just massive games for 19 to 22, 23-year-olds, and just the stage in New Orleans. Yeah, so it's a smaller slate, which means it's easier to dive into each matchup, probably too much. Uh, but sports books have adjusted really well, so we have less value to kind of hunt for. So it makes it even tougher, but more fun and challenging. And, you know, last week I heard some theories that the, the rims were angled up and the balls might have been overinflated, but we saw a lot of unders hit. So I'm going to keep that in mind when it comes to point props and things like that. Uh, might be a little tricky, but other than that, I'm playing it straight up. But like I said, the the markets have gotten a lot sharper. We've seen all of these guys play a few games now. Um, so it's a lot tougher this week, in my opinion. Doug, how about yourself? Just something that you're looking out for based on what you've learned this tournament and how you look at the Final Four. Yeah, lines are getting a lot more efficient here as we get deeper into the tournament and competition's getting tougher. Uh, you know, if you look at our projections, a lot of unders have been coming in, like Sean said. And they've been money so far. So if you're stuck in between a, uh, a rock and a hard place with a, with a certain player prop, definitely look to our projections here that they've been really good throughout the tournament. And Tanner, this is your first time joining. Welcome. And also just uh, some thoughts on how similar to what these guys both said. We've got two games, four teams. What angles are you looking at here for the weekend? Yes, and thanks for having me on. Um, both spreads look pretty efficient. I don't think I see a side on either, but I'm definitely going to look at both unders, specifically first half unders, which have been 11 and one since the start of the Sweet 16. Very good. All right, let's not waste time. Let's dive into some picks for the weekend. Sean Curtin, we'll start with you. We'll start with Nova and Kansas. You got a rebounding prop for us. Yeah, so the prop I like in this matchup is Jermaine Samuels under seven and a half rebounds. You can get it for even money right now over at FanDuel. Uh, this one's kind of scary because he has gone over this in seven of the past eight games. Uh, but I'm trusting the numbers here, trusting the matchup. 
Um, he stayed under this number 65% of the time this season. Uh, but with Justin Moore out, uh, Jay Wright has said that he wants to get Eric Dixon more playing time. So, you know, Dixon just getting three to five more minutes is really going to eat into Samuel's rebounding prop here. Um, so that's that's partly why we like it. Uh, but they're just there also won't be as many rebound chances overall for Villanova. You know, Kansas ranks in the top 40 in offensive rebound rate. Uh, they're also a very good shooting team. They rank 29th in effective field goal percentage, leaning a lot on, you know, two point shots. So they're going to take a lot, a lot of high percentage shots, fewer rebound chances overall. So that's why we're projecting Samuels closer to six and a half boards um, with a 61% chance of staying under seven and a half. Yeah, we're going to talk about that quite a bit. I get the sense Justin Moore being out. So it's likely a six man rotation for Villanova against the Jayhawks on Saturday. How about another prop for us in the other game? Duke UNC. Yeah. So I'm going to have fun with this one. I'm going with most points scored in the game. Armando Baycott at plus 550. Um, you know, obviously Bancaro should be the favorite here. And he is, he's plus 320. And Brady Manick is next up at plus 490. But I, we have all three of these guys projected pretty similarly when it comes to points. Um, so Baycott's a value at plus 550. We have him closer to plus 400. Uh, but Duke's defensive philosophy is to limit frees and free throws uh, and let teams score inside. Uh, they've allowed 58% of their points this season to two-point shots, which is the 10th highest rate in the country. So Baycott being their main point scorer inside, he should feast here. He did their last matchup. He went 10 of 11 from the field, scored 23 points, tied Bancaro for most points scored in the game. So I think it should be a three-man race for the top point scorer. So I think we're going to get getting a good deal here at plus 550. He's coming off a 22 20 game against St. Peter's granted the competition a lot different in this uh, matchup. The stat line you're referencing was the blowout win in coach K's final regular season game at Cameron. So he was up for the task then on a big stage, Doug Ziefel will go with you here and discuss Nova Kansas. And you want to discuss the, this Kansas player has been red hot. He's probably been their, their X factor here, this tournament. Yeah, I'm going to target Remy Martin's point prop here going over 11 and a half. You can get this best price at minus 113 at FanDuel. Looking at Martin's work here, it's important to consider the, the, the sample size. He returned in the Big 12 tournament, and since then he's averaged 13.3 points per game, and he's averaged over 11 field goal attempts per game throughout the NCAA tournament. His volume and his scoring have both been up, and he seems to be rising as the, the bigger the stage gets. And if you look at Martin's attempts, he does a lot of his work at the rim and from inside the arc. And Villanova is susceptible at the rim. They've allowed their opponents to make 57% of their shots, and they're only slightly above average from inside the arc. So as long as Martin gets his normal amount of volume, he should be able to go well over this number. I find your pick daring just because uh, Nova likes to slow the game down, as it's well documented, and just they feel... Of course, that has to go Nova's way, right? Like if the game favors a Kansas pace and they run up the score, which they possibly could, um, then overs could very well end up being in your favor. But I like it. Remy Martin, he's been the man. He's been the go-to guy off the bench as their sixth man. You've got another pick for us, and we're over on UNC and Duke now, Doug. Yeah, so if you read our prop articles throughout the tournament, me and Tanner, and we had Mike Calabrese on throughout the uh, last week, we've been doing those articles throughout the tournament. You know, I've been targeting UNC's perimeter defense every matchup that I can. And I found another guy that I'm going to use to pick on them. I'm going to take AJ Griffin over one and a half threes. You can get this at minus 160 on FanDuel. If you look at Griffin, he's their Blue Devils best three-point shooter. He's made him at over 46% this year. 
and UNC is 205th in three-point percentage allowed. But what's important with these kind of props is you need volume, and the volume's been there for Griffin. He's averaged 5.6 three-point attempts over his last five games, and he's went over this number in 18 of 38 games and four of his last six. So considering the pace, the volume, and the quality of shooter, Griffin is pretty much a sure bet to get over this number here. Total right now at 151. And then we head over to Tanner McGrath. We'll start Nova, Kansas uh, for you, sir. And you like, there's another over here on the Nova side. Yeah, this is playing right off of uh, Sean's pick. You know, this whole game is about Justin Moore being out and you're wondering who's going to step up for the Wildcats. Well, I'm going to look at Eric Dixon over eight and a half points. It's plus money at DraftKings at plus 110. Amazingly, Moore has only missed one game in his three-year tenure with the Cats. That one game was against Connecticut earlier this season. And Dixon stepped in, filled all the holes, and carried Villanova to a nine-point win. He scored 24 points on 10 of 14 from two-point range. And he's just going to get all this extra volume. They're going to run a six-man rotation. He's going to get the extra three to five minutes. Um, but another thing is the style. Villanova primarily creates offense by the pick-and-roll sets, and then they try to find spot-up three-pointers or off-the-dribble three-pointers. And but they also post up about 11 percent of the time. That's top 50 nationally on the season. Dixon has gotten 40 percent of those opportunities. But second most is Moore, who got 24 percent of those opportunities. Kansas has a solid post up defense with McCormick and others, but it regressed during Big 12 play. And so Dixon's going to get the extra volume in this game with Moore out. And I'll happily take eight and a half or nine, just as long as we're getting plus money. Very good. And how about your pick in Carolina Duke? Yeah, so this play is getting a lot of love on Twitter, which is always a bad sign, but I like it anyways. Um, Brady Manick, over two and a half, three-pointers made. It's also plus money on FanDuel, plus 115. Since the calendar flipped to February, Manick is shooting over 40% from deep. He's been good in every area, basically, but he's become a lethal stretch four. And during just this NCAA tournament run, so four-game sample size, He's launched 34 three-point attempts and made 16 of them. That's good for a 47% clip. And he's gone over two and a half three-point made in all four games. And stretching that out further, over a 10-game sample size dating back to the February 21st matchup with Louisville, Manic is averaging 7.6 three-point attempts per game, shooting 42% on those attempts and going over this line in eight of those 10 games. Plus, in the two games against Duke this year, he attempted 23s, made 11 of them. And that's primarily because if Duke is weak anywhere, it's in three-point defense. The Devils are sub-200 in defensive efficiency against both catch-and-shoot threes and off-the-dribble threes per shot quality. So, like his hair and beard combo suggests, he's been a flamethrower from deep, and I'll take him to go over two-and-a-half three-pointers one more time, plus money. All right, Chance, great stuff. Well, I know it's a small slate, so we went around really quickly there uh, for these two games. Looking forward to a great weekend in New Orleans, Villanova, Kansas, Duke, UNC. For Sean Kerner, Doug Ziefel, and Tanner McGrath, Brendan Glasheen. Thanks for tuning into the Action Network podcast. And thanks for joining us all March Madness long for this Player Props edition of the pod. We'll catch you next time.